0: Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. It's more powerful than what we could ever describe it to be. It's more wonderful, it's it's greater, it's awesome, and uh, it brings peace, and the Bible said it also brings joy, amen. Aren't you thankful that you were filled with the Holy Ghost, praise the Lord, and there is no, there's absolutely no one that can say, well, I, I just, I'm not completely filled with the Holy Ghost, that's not how it works, when you get the Holy Ghost, you get it, All over, you get it everywhere, in every part. You get filled with it. Praise the Lord. You cannot get the Holy Ghost and not get entirely filled. You may feel the Holy Ghost as far as your senses are concerned, but to be filled, F-I-L-L-E-D, you've got to totally submit yourself, repent of your sins, and God fills you up to the brim. Praise the Lord. I'm thankful that he does so. I'm glad to be in church tonight. How about you? Amen. Glad for the presence of the Lord that we feel here in this place. And um, I wouldn't want to be any, anywhere else but in the presence of Almighty God on a Wednesday night hearing from His Word. Amen. I'm thankful for the Word of God. How many are reading your Bibles? How many is reading your Bibles? Praise God. Staying in the Word of the Lord is very important. And we're here for Bible study, searching the Scriptures on this Wednesday night. If you have your Bible, we'll turn to the book of Matthew, chapter number 4, and then I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians, chapter number 6, but let's begin with Matthew, chapter number 4. While you're finding that, a little something that sort of relates to what we're going to be talking about tonight, I heard about a man that was uh, driving on his way through Arizona in the desert, and if you've ever driven on either I-10 or I-40 out through the desert, you know that it can be a very desolate place, and you're driving for hours, sometimes even before seeing anything other than just the paved road, or you don't hardly see anything else living out there. It's just a bunch of cactus and tumbleweeds and brambles, and and they finally saw a road sign that said something about some dinosaur artifacts exit the next exit so he said well I'm kinda of bored and let's just see what they got it's right here off the road so he pulled in and he walked into the, the little building there and and uh, asked the person that was running the place what, what do you have he said well we've got a, a very large dinosaur footprint here and uh, took him back to the time period as far as explaining it to him and told him what they believed the species of the dinosaur was and all of that. And Finally, they could tell he was a little skeptical. Finally, he said, I, I don't believe it. He said, what do you mean you don't believe it? He said, well, he said, I just don't believe it to come up this close to the road. <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about a journey here tonight. And uh, if you will look with me in the word of the Lord, Matthew chapter 4 and verse 18, And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brethren, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. They straightway left their nets and followed him. Let's look in the word of the Lord to 2 Corinthians chapter number 6. Second Corinthians chapter number 6, verse 2. For he saith... I've heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I want you to notice those last couple of phrases there. Behold, now is the accepted time, and behold, now is the day of of salvation. And I, I just want to use one one word to preach on here tonight. I just want to preach start. Everybody say that with me, start. Amen, praise God. Sounds simple enough. And uh, we want the Lord to help us in this place here this evening. Would you pray with me that the Lord would have his way in our hearts and open up our hearts to his will here tonight. Jesus, We look to you, we desire you, we thirst for you. We're praying that your word would truly help us in this place this evening. I'm praying, Lord, that it would strengthen the minds and the hearts of people that are endeavoring to walk with you, endeavoring to serve you and do your will. I pray, God, that you would speak to us directly in this place in Jesus' name. And the church said amen. Praise God. You can be seated. I don't pretend to know everyone's uh, motivation for coming to the house of God here tonight. Maybe it's just out of habit, and if I must say, there's no better habit to be in on a Wednesday night about 730 than to be in the house of the Lord. Can I hear an amen about that? Perhaps you came here tonight out of desperate need, and I know that sometimes we come to church. And I'm thankful that when we do have a need, that we have a God that is able, the Scripture says, to supply all of our needs according to his riches in glory. But I really sincerely pray that you come with a hunger. And I hope that what motivates you to come to the house of the Lord more than anything else is that you come with a sincere desire for more of God. You want to learn more uh, from him, his ways, his words, because more than it just being a routine and more than it just being a habit or just having a present need or problem in my life being the motivation for me being here, I hope that each one of us have spiritual goals, things that we want to see God do for us, things that we want to see God do within us. How many knows that there is a difference? We're all praying that God would move on people that we've been praying for. We're desiring God to move in situations. Maybe it's a job situation. Maybe it's a home situation. Maybe it's a financial situation. Whatever the situation is, we're asking God to move for us in that situation. And then there's times when we desperately need God to move in us. Amen. How many has ever needed the Lord to move within you and touch you within? Amen. And I think that's more the case than anything as we need the Lord ever service to make some fine-tuned adjustments in our lives and in our hearts and move within us because a lot of what we see and what our perception is and our perspective of life comes from us being able to allow God to work within us. And when he does, we see things differently than what we did before. How many knows that? when you received the Holy Ghost, when you really got an experience with God, you saw everything differently than you did before. Amen. Matter of fact, the first time you came to church, the first time you ever made entrance into the kingdom of God, the way you see things is different now than it was then. Amen. As you come closer to the Lord and He began to do some things within you, your outlook became different. And then... As we need Him to do things for us and in us, we also need Him to do things through us. I want to be used of God in this hour. I want the Lord to direct my path. I want Him to use me and anoint me for His glory. And maybe, maybe I'm preaching to somebody here tonight, maybe a whole lot of somebody's. I think this is probably an inclusive statement that you have not seen all that you're praying for come to fruition. Anybody able to be honest about it and say, I, I'm, I'm with you, preacher. I haven't seen everything that I've been praying for come to completion just yet, but I'm still believing. I'm still having faith. I'm still praying for it. And Maybe your long-range look at life If you was to take a telescope and look at it, some things that you desire and some things that you anticipate, some things that you yearn for in God that you have not achieved, you have not accomplished, you have not seen fulfilled, but you're desiring them. But as you consider these things, sometimes it can seem very daunting. It can seem... Out of reach. It can seem so distant. It can seem difficult to attain. But uh, let me tell you tonight that uh, if you want God to move, if you want God to work, and if you desire the Lord to do something for you, in you, or through you, you've got to start somewhere. I said you've got to begin at some point seeking God. You want to see him do something spiritually through you. You've got desires. You've got goals. You first have got to begin the journey of pressing towards those things. Amen. And not easily being discouraged, not easily being distracted or uh, deterred from pushing past all of the, the normal disappointments that sometimes come in life. And keeping your eyes on the gold, and saying, "God, I know you put this in my heart. I promise you, the devil didn't put those desires for God in your heart, and that was not just a figment of your imagination. But those things were placed in your heart and inspired by God. And you need to determine within yourself, I'm going to press on, and I'm going to receive all that God has for me. But I'm going to tell you, you've got to start somewhere." It's not enough just to talk about it. It's not enough just to come to church and testify about it or uh, proclaim to others that this is what I want to see God do or tell the preacher to help you pray about it. But somewhere you've got to start moving towards that. Joshua 3 and 7, And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all of Israel. Notice he, he didn't say That everything will be accomplished today. The, The fullness of my will will be revealed today. Everything that I purpose for you will come to pass today. But he said it's going to begin. It's going to start today. Amen. There's some desires. There's some purposes that I have for you. There's a fulfillment for your life. There's a perfect will of God for your life. And it's going to start today. And little by little, you're going to get to that point. It's going to, it's going to be a process that is going to, to take place. Amen. It's going to start today. Amen. It's not going to be accomplished in a flash or just a moment. And I know that God moves miraculously and instantly sometimes. We, we see illustrations of it in the Scripture and many of us, right here under the sound of my voice, know of occasions and situations in in our lives where we have seen God move miraculously and instantaneously, and it was done, the work was accomplished in a moment when God moved. But aren't you thankful that God when when we don't see him move like we'd like him to momentarily or or just at that particular time when we think that, that he must do it right now, that God is still working, even sometimes when we don't see it and we can't view it and we're, we're not aware of it, God is still working. I promise you there's prayers that have been released from the lips of people in this place here tonight that God is working in those prayers even though you cannot see it, even though you may not be aware of it, when you lay your head down on your pillow tonight to sleep, God's still going to be working on that individual you're praying for. God's still going to be working in that need that you've been seeking him about. Those things that you've been asking God to do, God is is working in those situations. Can you say praise the Lord? I believe that this service Amen. This particular service tonight on Wednesday night during the summertime, it's uh, that time of year that sometimes we're a little sluggish when it comes to spiritual things. But nevertheless, this night could be more than just another Bible study, more than just another Wednesday night. But I believe it's highly possible that this could be a moment of change for somebody. This could be a night of destiny for somebody. This could be a service that God had circled a long time ago in red ink and said, I'm going to move in their life, and I'm not saying that everything's going to be accomplished in this night, but something's going to start here tonight. Something's going to begin here tonight, the process Gears are going to shift into motion. Things are going to begin to happen. And you're going to see a change that you can look back to this particular night and say it was in that service, it was in that that particular uh, time that we gathered together, in that Bible study service that God moved and God worked and something was started. Oh, praise the Lord. You see, it's not just what happens here tonight, but it's what, here, what begins, what, what really starts here tonight. In 2 Chronicles chapter number 20, in verses 20 through down about 22, the Bible says, And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Decoah. And as they went forth... Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall ye prosper. Isn't that very interesting? And this is not really my text or purpose of reading this scripture here tonight, but I was noticing this today as I was reading over this. It says, so believe the Lord, believe in the Lord thy God, or Lord your God, and so shall you be established. And then it says, believe in his prophets, and so shall you prosper. Not only do I believe in God, but i got to believe in the man of God that's preaching to me. i got to have a confidence that he's preaching to me the truth. Hallelujah. I got to believe in the messenger. Praise God. And I'll just say it this way if I didn't believe in the messenger that was preaching to me, I'd go find me one that I did believe in because it's important that you, if you're going to receive the blessings of God, be able, according to this scripture, to believe in the prophet, the man of God. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord and that they should praise the beauty of holiness. As they went out from the army to say praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah and they were smitten. I want you to note that when they began began to sing and to praise. The Bible says that God began to move. God began to set ambushments. This was a bad day for Israel. They were in the wilderness. They were surrounded by assailing enemies. They, They were backed into a corner. It was a tough time. It didn't look good. But God gave a word to Jehoshaphat. And he spoke and proclaimed the word of the Lord. And he said, I tell you what we need to do is put Jude up on the front lines and we need to start singing and praising the Lord because if we rely upon our own human ingenuity and strength, we're not going to be able to get the job done. But if we depend upon the Lord and if we worship the Lord and if we sing praises unto God and put it in his hands, I believe he can bring the victory In our lives. Hallelujah. You believe he can do that? In other words, when we start responding to God, he'll start responding in our situation. He'll start working in our situation. God began after they began. Sometimes we wait until we feel something. We wait until we hear something we like. We wait until we're inspired. We wait until God begins to move in the church service, but that's not what these verses are saying. It's saying if you'll have the faith and the confidence in God and his word to go ahead before you feel anything, to go ahead and sing and shout and praise and magnify the Lord. He said I'll begin to work. I'll take care of the enemies. I'll take care of the needs of my people as they begin to praise the Lord. As they begin to work, amen, and give worship unto the Lord and sing unto him, God begin to work for them. Hallelujah, that's, that's just how this thing works. That's the principle that we need to understand here tonight. This is what triggers God moving in our lives is not sitting around waiting on something for God to do. Amen because God is sitting on ready waiting on us to move into action. Amen, to have the faith to respond to Him. Amen? Praise God when they begin to praise, when they begin to sing. I wonder right now in this congregation, you know, even right now as we're we're just hearing a Bible study tonight, I wonder if there's somebody that has a need that you just lift up your hand and say, God, I'm not going to just wait here patiently until you take care of that situation. But I'll, I'll begin to lift my voice right now in this sanctuary and praise you. I'll begin to worship you. I'll begin to glorify you. I know that if I'll move into action and praise you, i show forth praise and faith in my praise that you will work for me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, feel after the Lord right now. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody praise him right now. When they begin to praise the Lord, wheels begin to turn. God begin to work Things begin to happen And it'll take place here tonight God is true to his word Amen he will move for somebody That will not wait But they'll have faith To just go ahead and say right now I'm going to praise the Lord No matter what it looks like No matter what I feel like No matter how desperate the need is I'm not going to wait I'm going to praise God And he will move and work for me as I do so Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It began a a process of of deliverance, of victory. That's when it started, when they moved into action. Sometimes God is waiting on us to move. Amen. And, And he wants to know whether or not we mean business. He wants to know sometimes how hungry we are. He wants to know how desperate we are. He wants to know just how... We talk a lot about revival, but how much do we really want revival? We talk a lot about we want a miracle, but how much do we really want a miracle? Are we able to praise God before it comes? Are we able to worship the Lord before it is brought to fruition? Before we ever see it, are you able to lift your hands and your voice? Are you able to sing? Are you able to rejoice in it before you ever realize it taking place? Amen. When you start, God will start. Praise God. Amen. That's when he starts working is when we start moving in faith. What's that that puppy that you guys have? Princess. I should ask you before I use this illustration. I don't know. Do you, you have a collar for princess? Oh, Okay. Has anybody got a pet that, I mean, is just special? It's been, you know, I'd use one of my own, but I'm not nearly as attached to them as this illustration demands tonight. Maybe you got, yeah, we see. You got a little tag on there that's got your phone number and all of that. And I've I've seen on telephone poles, driving home many times, I've seen, you know, a description of a dog and then it'll say the the number and then it'll say, you know, a, a $250 reward. There's very few dogs that I've ever met that was worth $250. $250 reward for the safe return if you find this dog. And talks about it, you know, where it was last seen all that kind of thing. I suppose... Suppose somebody called you up, you lost your dog, and you put out some of those posters. They called you up and said, I'm, I'm here to claim, or I'm calling to claim my reward. Today, I, I started looking, I started searching for your dog, and so I, I, want to, I want to claim. Everywhere I go, I'm looking. I want to claim the reward for your dog. And you would say, sir or ma'am, We're not given a reward for your searching for the dog. We're not given a reward for your labor in looking for the dog. The reward is when you find the dog. But God, he works differently than that. Hebrews 11 and 6, it says that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. When you start seeking God, the blessings of the Lord start coming. You may not get all you need. You may not get all you desire. You may not completely be there. But as you seek God, as you diligently began to look and search after the things of God, God begins to move and God begins to work and his blessings begin to flow. He's a reward. There's rewards that come for them that you seek after him. call upon him that reach out to him that hunger after him you don't have to find everything Amen. I'm still finding things out about God I'm still learning things about God I'm still coming to greater knowledge in God but as I seek I'm rewarded for every day that I seek him he rewards me every day that I long and hunger after God and yearn after God he rewards me for it he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him You may compare your walk with God with with somebody else here or somebody else that you've known which is not wise according to the scripture. The Bible says when we compare ourselves with ourselves, it's not wise. But you may may look around and say I'm inferior when it comes to my prayer life compared to that person. My faith is inferior to theirs. It seems like they have a lot of faith to believe God for big things. Uh you, you may look around and see somebody else's worship and wish I could feel the liberty and be able to worship God as they do, or you may know of somebody's prayer life, whatever the case is, however they're used of God and whatever maturity in the Lord and thing that's been developed in them. But you just remember something. They had to start somewhere. What, what you're looking at and what, you're, what you are admiring and what you're looking up to in them and their relationship with God, it didn't happen in a day, most likely. But their walk with God developed over time. And they just, it was a process that they just continued at, was faithful to. You, you know anybody with a great prayer life? You you know, you you talk about some people and that's a great prayer warrior. If so, I promise you it's been days and months and months turned into years and years into decades of seeking God and praying and talking to God and knowing God and hearing from God and being in the presence of the Lord, absorbing the presence of God. It didn't happen overnight. Praise the Lord. But they developed that Walk with God. They develop that faith. You know, the Bible tells us that there's two ways that our faith many times is is, uh, made stronger, developed, and matured. First of all, it's by the trial of our faith. We don't necessarily like that and certainly don't enjoy that. But when you come through a trial and you've had to have faith to walk and face those situations and walk through those things, When you come out on the other side, your faith is going to be stronger. Your faith in God is going to be greater because He brought you through. And you have that testimony that my faith in God is what kept me during that time. And then, of course, we know that we build up our most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. But when you see somebody with strong faith, many times it's because they've walked through some things, they've been through some storms. There's been some struggles. There's been some things that have contradicted their walk with God, but they just stayed steady. I'm going to tell you something. This up and down, high and low elevator Christianity isn't going to get it in the last days. Boy, I see some. I mean, we have a revival or something around here, and they're biting holes in the ceiling tiles and giving them about two weeks and you've got to pry them just about off of a pew to get them to worship God. I want to do this for God, Pastor. I want to do that for God. You know what? You need to learn how to walk with God on a daily basis, first of all. You need to learn how to be consistent for God on a daily basis. You need to learn how to stay steady for God and be be there, amen, day in and day out, living for the Lord in the tough times and the good times. When you when you got wind in your face or when you got wind in your back, you've learned how to trust in him and walk with him. Is that okay? Because consistency is the key in this hour. If you're going to make heaven, amen, it's because you've been faithful, because the Bible says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of the Lord. Man. It requires faithfulness to really live for God. And if you choose to follow God, you choose to really walk with the Lord, you're going to, you're going to see more of the scenic route than you're going to see the interstate. Because it seems like God prefers the, the scenic route. It seems like God prefers detours and things sometimes. And I I realize that there's times that He He, he expedites things, but I'm telling you, that process is developing us and working in us and helping us. God is taking us through things so that he can get things out of us that don't belong there. Praise the Lord. Philippians chapter number 1, verses 3 through 6 I thank my God upon every remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine for you all making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing that he which begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He said, when I consider you folks, at Philippi, and your walk with God, I remember the first day that I met you and started preaching to you. And he said, from that first day until now, can I tell you that he that began a good work in you will fulfill it until the day of his coming. He's going to keep working on you and working through you. And there's going to be things that are going to happen and places that he's going to take you as you're faithful to him. There's greater things that you're going to experience. There's greater places that you're going to be able to enjoy in your walk and relationship with God. But you started somewhere, and you've got to continue. You've got to stay steady in it. You've got to continue to walk with him and be faithful to him. Praise the Lord. And so I, I begin to, to consider what, what prevents people a lot of times from, from starting from starting, whatever it is in their spiritual lives that keeps them from starting. And I, I came up with just a few things. First of all, a lot of times people are prevented from start starting because they're trying to predict what lies ahead. They're trying to predict what the road's gonna be down the, the trail. This happens a lot of people a lot of times with people that are first coming to God. Well, if I if I really pray through and dedicate my life to God, what am I going to do about this and that and the other? And I got all of these things that are so out of sorts, and, and I'd have to face this situation and that situation, and I got to go home to family that don't live for God and won't understand. And and so they're trying to predict how everything's going to turn out rather than just putting their faith in God. And a lot of times as a saint of God, we can... Try rather than this just following God and being obedient to God, we can try to predict how every step of the way is going to go i 'm going to tell you something you don 't need to know nor do you want to know what 's going to happen thirty days from now or or three months from now, or six months from now, or a year from now. You just have to believe that God will be there when I get to that point, and His grace will keep me, and He'll give me the strength to endure whatever it is that I may face. But I'm going to commit to Him today. I'm going to walk with Him today. I'm going to start following Him today. And then, second of all is that thing that prevents people from really starting many times is is that word procrastination, good old procrastination, good intentions, but never really following through. This is what I intend to do. This is what I want to do. I'm going to be faithful to God. I'm going to start out, this is like a New Year's resolution. I'm I'm going to lose 25 pounds. When nobody's ever lost 25 pounds, They may have lost two ounces or five ounces and got to 25 pounds, but nobody ever just shed 25 pounds like that unless they got liposuction or something. You don't naturally do that. Amen. That's an unhealthy thing if you lose 25 pounds in an instant. You've got to start out somewhere and just keep keep at it and keep at it and keep at it and keep at it and be faithful to God. But I say, Well, I'm I, I'm I'm gonna start I'm gonna start being faithful to God with my finances. I'm gonna start tithing. Well, that's a pretty good idea. Because the only way that God can start blessing me is me to start following his plan in my life. Because when I tithe, the Bible says that he rebukes the devourer. Ever wondered why everything's getting eat up? Everything is it seems like there's never enough you can't, you can't get, get it to stretch far enough. Maybe you need to look, am I being faithful in this area of my tithe? I'm going to start my, my prayer life. I'm going to start really evangelizing and reaching out to people and being concerned for souls. Good intentions. Good intentions. It's time just to get some follow-through and say, I'm just going to begin. It may not be a big beginning, but I'm just going to start somewhere. I'm going to start doing this, and I'm going to make a habit out of it, and this is the way it's going to be. And uh, so we never start by just talking about it. We never start by just having good intentions. And then many times the thing that prevents people is past experience. You know, I've tried this particular thing before. i I've had so many false starts, Pastor. I've, I've began before, but can I just tell you as the prophet Elijah told the servant when he told him to go out and look for the clouds or look for the rain, he said, he said go again. If you, you went and you failed, then start all over and go again. And the Bible said he went back seven times until he saw the cloud the size of a man's hand or what was likened to a man's hand. I, I want to preach to you. It doesn't matter how many false starts. It doesn't have many, matter how many times you began. You just keep at it. You just keep going back. You just keep starting over. God will honor. God will help you if you don't give up. Praise the Lord. That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to give up. He wants you to quit. He wants you to throw in the towel. He wants you to say, I can't do it. A lot of times we talk ourselves out of it before we ever start and give God a chance to bless us. Can you say praise the Lord? It was a little quaint town that was a a tourist town, and uh, many people would stop in there and had an old drugstore that had fountain drinks that was served in big old large malts. Hear a lot about shakes nowadays, but remember them malts that you used to get. Man, that was awesome. A real good malt when you got it. It seemed like they could never fit it all in one cup, and they'd bring you that other deal, that tin thing. Got the leftover. I don't know why they could never get the recipe right to get it all in one cup. But the Lord saw that it was good. It was the will of the Lord. And uh, anyway, quaint town. People would go and, and uh, visit this little place and walk the streets, just all American town. And finally, one couple was walking down the street, and they saw an old man sitting up there on a park bench. And the man walked over to him and said, to the old gentleman said is there any famous people that's ever been born here I'm just curious the man looked up at the tourist and said no just babies that's all that's ever been born here is just babies nobody started out famous celebrity or anything like that you got to start somewhere you got to start somewhere you leave church tonight, there's nobody here that I know of that can see their house from walking out on the porch of the church tonight. Anybody here can see your house from looking out off the porch of the church. You've got you to gotta go out in the, in the parking lot, and find your automobile, get in it, crank it up, go out here to the exit of the parking lot, turn left or right. Then you start on your journey home. And you're going to have to make adjustments along the way. You're probably going to have to turn somewhere down through there, left or right, several times. If you're like me, you might forget that you've got a detour on your road. They can't make up their mind one day. The next, they're going to have it open or closed. And I drive down there. They've got a big barricade up one day, and then the next day it's totally gone. I tried to explain that to a policeman one time. He didn't, he didn't quite understand what I was talking about. But anyway... And uh, you're going to have to make a lot of turns and a lot of adjustments. And if you're low on fuel, you're going to have to stop somewhere and refuel on the way. You know, this is a good place to be refueled and be renewed and get filled up again. You don't start out a journey from here to Abilene, you get to Dallas, realize you got a half a tank, come back to Texas, Canada to fill up. No, you find your service station on the way and you fill up. I'm just going to tell somebody on this journey, you don't have to go back 10 years ago. You need to go right here to this altar today, tonight, and say, God, right now, I'm just going to be refilled in the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to start from this point living for you and serving you and doing your will and being faithful to you from this moment. I can't fix what happened 20 years ago. I can't fix what happened 10 years ago. I can't what happened Fine. The only way I can fix it is to start today. Right here where I'm at. Today is a day of salvation. Now is the appointed time. God, you gave me today. And today is all I got. And from now on, I'm gonna walk with you. I'm gonna be led by you. I'm gonna let you guide my life. I'm gonna let you influence me. Praise the Lord. Amen. So important that we realize that we start. Don't say well you know I had a crash and burn somewhere along this journey and I just never have been able to recover from it. I got to start over. Start again. Would you stand with me tonight? Sister Paula would you come to the organ? if you was to leave here and go west and go up to about New Boston and take 82 over to Paris. Paris, Texas, that is. Second biggest Paris in the world. Go north out of Paris and hit the Indian Nation Turnpike. Cross over the Red River first. Going to Indian Territory, Oklahoma, drive on 75 or drive up the Indian Nation Turnpike till it turns into at Henrietta turns into 75 and go up through Oatmogee. We was driving through Oatmoge, and one of my boys said, "What town is this?" I said Oat I said, "My Lord, if I was from Oatmogee, I'd tell somebody that I live 50 miles south of Tulsa or something. I would not tell them I was from Oatmoe." Drive on north, and finally you come into the suburbs of Tulsa, a little place called Glenpool. It's not so little anymore. If you looked off to your right as you're heading north, you'd see a little church kind of back off the road there. My uncle pastored that church when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. When I was 12, we were there. And he said, we're going to have youth service this Friday night. He said, I'd like for you to preach. And that was in the days when everybody came to youth service. Of course, it wasn't a real large church, but it was large enough for a 12-year-old boy. I knew I wanted to preach and felt the call of God upon my life, but 12 years old. I said, well, you've got to start somewhere. And uh, I got me a sermon. I think that night we sung, song we sang tonight, I got the Holy Ghost. Down in my soul, just like the Bible. I'm thankful that we got the Holy Ghost and that God is still pouring it out. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I uh, read a text, preached a message entitled Highway to Hell. I started out red hot. I started out evangelistic. I started out putting them in, in, hanging them over the lake of fire. I think I preached all of about, I had what I thought was an hour and a half worth of notes. And I got through them probably in about three and a half minutes. But that's where it started. And every time I drive by when I go to Tulsa, or anywhere in that area, I drive by that church. I pointed it out to my children. It wasn't too long ago I was driving by and I told Chanel, that's that's where the first place that I ever preached. First place that I ever preached a Bible message. That's where it started. It's been a long time ago. Been a lot of hills and valleys between. But you got to start somewhere. You got to begin. Does anybody feel the tug of God on your heart? That I need to start some things. I need to begin some things. I can't just keep talking about what I'm going to do. I can't just keep thinking that someday this is going to happen. Or one of these days I'm going to get a break and this is going to happen and that's going to fall in place. I'm going to tell you, there is no perfect situation. You just got to start. You just gotta be. If you're gonna walk with God, if you're gonna live for God, you just gotta start somewhere. You just gotta get in motion. You gotta do the best you can do with what you got, and as you do, God will bless, and God will honor, and God will help, and God will strengthen. I wonder if somebody'd like to come to this altar here tonight, say, God, I want to start some things. I don't know what it is that God's dealing with you about. Maybe it's God. Maybe it's a starting over. Maybe it's a beginning again. Maybe it's a fresh new beginning that somebody's going to come to here tonight and say, God, I'm going to start from this very moment, from this very time, from this very service, I'm going to start being faithful to you. I'm going to forget about the past. I'm going to forget about past experiences. I'm going to forget about my false starts. I'm going to forget about... Everything that I failed in, I'm just going to start tonight living and working and doing the will of God and go forward from here and press on from here and be what you want me to be from this point on. Amen. Would you lift up your voice to him, church? Would you call on him right now? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, you can start from this place. You can start from this place. Location, right where you are. There's no better place to start than right here in this altar tonight. Right here in this altar is a good place to get a hold of it. It's a good place to make a commitment. It's a good place to go forward from. It's a good place to launch from. It's a good place to start from right here tonight. I'm going to start. I'm going to start I'm going to start praying. I'm going to start being faithful. I'm going to start, God, reaching out to souls. I'm going to start right now being a worshiper. I'm going to start right now with my relationship. Amen. I'm going to start right now making my home a place of happiness and joy and the Lord being in it. I'm going to start right now working for the Lord and doing what he has called me to do. Amen. I'm going to begin from this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's reach out to him, church. Let's call on him.